This is episode 25 with Alina Gurr, a modern mom of two, owner and designer of Ole Design, a kid's fashion label. Took my husband's old t-shirts and decided to make some clothes for my son myself. Trying it out to make the pants I wanted and couldn't buy because nobody would deliver it to me. Hey moms, are you tired of being tired? Or maybe yelling at your kids? Or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum? Or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all? Or just to become a more confident mom? If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired. I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, mama, moms-to-be, grandmothers listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Citrus Love Podcast. So today, it's a fun episode. I'm talking with a modern mom of two from Calgary, Alberta. She is the owner and designer of Oli Designs, so a very cute kids clothing line that I've bought from a couple times. And what's interesting is she never does interviews. I was interested about who is the mom behind the designs. And I'm so happy that you'll get to hear her story because it's a beautiful story. It's inspiring. And she has so many amazing life lessons to share. So we talk about her journey coming to Canada from Crane. What happened that made her start sewing clothing for her son? And we also talk about her giving back and the importance of it and also about what it means being a modern mom and her life as a working mom. She shares a lot of beautiful life lessons for mothers and just for anyone listening today. So I hope you do enjoy it. Please don't forget to leave a review. This is incredibly important to have more people listen to this podcast and to share all these amazing stories from mothers, from parents, from experts in different fields that are here to inspire you, to give you helpful tips and advice that might help you or might help a mother on their journey. And and we all know how important it is when you are struggling or when you are exhausted and just want to feel more strength and energy and joy again on your mom journey. So I hope you're well at home and I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to leave a review. So let's listen in to our conversation. Welcome, Alina. Thank you so much for being here today on Citrus Love Podcast. I know quite a few must already have bought some items from your uh, kids' fashion label, Olay Design. We know about your business. I was curious to know about the woman and mother behind the label for all those adorable prints for kids. I remember I met you four, I think it was four years ago. I was in Edmonton at a, a mom's show. 
and I had bought your lemon printed leggings in organic cotton, which I love. And you were so kind and so easy to talk with. I felt like connected with you and I always remembered you. I'm like, I have to get her on the podcast to learn more about her and her story and how she got everything started uh, with her business and your mother's. So how old are your kids now? Uh, my son is almost seven and my daughter just turned three. I'd love to dig in in the story of where you grew up and your childhood a bit because I find that often translate to how we become parents and what we bring to parenting our own kids. So you grew up in Ukraine. How was it for you growing up? Well, actually, I was born when it was still USSR. You know, when you grow up with having very little and very little choice on the market because in USSR, everything was produced like everyone had the same one doll, you know, everyone has the same one dress. So then when it came Ukraine, it was really harsh economic environment. So I grew up, even though both my parents had like amazing professions, like my father is a professor, my mom is a doctor, but it was a really difficult life. And just growing up in that country was not easy. So, you know, I always dreamt of, I wanted that like that my kids will have better life and will have better opportunities. And while well, that, I think my parenthood is all about giving the best to your kids. Mm -hmm. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have sister, only one sister, and now she lives in Canada as well. Mm, so she's close to you? Yes, kind of. Okay. Everyone is far away. Yeah. So, like six and a half. In Europe, it's like you can be in a different country, right? Exactly. I want to talk a bit about what brought you to Canada. And you did share a little bit about it on one of your Instagram posts. You first came to Canada a couple of years back for your boyfriend's birthday, who's now your husband. Um, and we always think when we move to another country, it's either for studies or love when we're, <laughs> we're younger. You mentioned that I studied in Germany for a semester and my husband, Canadian husband, studied there at the same time as well so we studied together with lots of other international students and that's how i met and he was the only canadian in that university in germany so we actually had a nickname for him canadian because everyone knew that i oh, was that canadian <laughs> <laughs> i fall in love with him he fell in love with me even though i was kind of upset because you know western canada and ukraine there's not even a direct flight so far away <laughs> from all the international students we had lots of them from europe right i was like really i'm falling in love with canadian so that was funny it was a long flight to get here two flights actually two flights two flights <laughs> yeah and it was not my first semester in germany i do i did lots of research work for my thesis in germany as well before that so to be honest i always thought that i'll end up in germany i love that country for the efficiency and And yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, he was Canadian and he does not speak any Ukrainian or Russian. So there was not a question of him being in Ukraine with me. So I guess I was going to Canada. You didn't have to think about it twice. I'm moving there. Well, I, first, when I came to visit him, I decided, well, I need to give it a little bit more time. So I studied in University of Lesbridge for one semester as well, you know let us chance to get to know each other and then by the end of that semester he proposed so I was like well I guess I'm staying and your parents do they still live in Ukraine yes they still live in Ukraine so you got married you were Calgary at the time and when did this hobby of what we all know as the Ole design kids wear start 
how did you start it as a hobby? Paint us a picture of what was happening. Where were you working? What were your dreams and hopes? Well, while I was in Calgary, before we moved to Saskatchewan because of my husband's work, I was working helping lots of other small brands to develop. Like, so working with small business owners and, and marketing, it was really interesting for me. And then my husband had to move to Saskatchewan, literally middle of nowhere. Seriously, like the closest semi-big city, not even like big. They had Walmart, that's it. <laughs> was like two hours away. So you had like nothing there. And it because it was such a tiny town, it was really nothing for me to do there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was home with my son and he is a lot of work, but I felt like I needed something to do for myself. You know, like I couldn't listen to more baby mama or watch Paw Patrol. I was like, well, I need something mm-hmm. to keep me sane in that little town because there's like nothing to do around it there either. Oh, and I love shop and it was difficult <laughs> to shop because it had P.O. box. And lots of companies do not deliver to PO boxes. Mm. So, I yes, that was a problem. I didn't know it can be a problem. I didn't know that too. <laughs> yeah. So, I took my husband's old t-shirts and decided to make some clothes for my son myself. You know, just simple sewing machine from Amazon. And I took some home ed classes at school very long time ago. But YouTube always helped. So, I started trying it out to make the pants I wanted and couldn't buy because nobody would deliver it to me. And... Yeah, people in playgrounds started asking me, I love your son's pants. Where is it from? I was like, I made them. I was like, oh, I love his hat. Where is it from? I made it. So after hearing those that feedback from people I don't even know, I decided to open an Instagram account, just put some pictures and see, is it actually something people are interested in buying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, people started liking it. And I started buying fabric, literally like one meter different prints and just like post something and see do they like that because I like it but not everything I like people like and Mm -hmm. that's how I started having a feeling what people like and they do appreciate my taste and what I see and I wanted to be and because I had sun everything I saw I could see him wear and like modify it I was like oh yeah this does not look good okay here we need extra stitch because the seams start ripping off and things like that it's like you know I just wanted to design something that is not just cute looking but uh, functional Mm -hmm. well that's how it all started so wow that's amazing (laughs) I'm like picturing it all happening so my mother is she's an amazing sewer and she's always wanted me to sew and we had little sewing machines when we were young but I found it so difficult and breaking needles and I didn't have the patience to do it so you took just one class in school and you just did it yourself was it difficult um it was difficult but I had also an idea that like it should not be a difficult pattern to sew I didn't sew any details I didn't have like any pockets any like anything that is more precise work that I know I can do quality level so it was very easy pattern and that was kind of my idea okay how can I make it easy but like still good and honestly even up to this day I'm trying to keep my pattern easier because that lets me have my cost relatively low so I can sell my product even though they're still expensive compared to like Walmart clothes I feel like Mm -hmm. the price still pretty well considered to other handmade brands Mm -hmm. and that is one of the reasons because every detail you saw like people who saw for you they charge extra right because yes one little thing it's so much extra work you don't it's crazy you you won't even Mm -hmm. really notice it but just having that thing will increase the cost of this item a lot so still to this day I'm trying to find a way to make cute nice looking functional clothes but at the same time to make sure it doesn't have 
the things that you won't even really appreciate or notice, but will increase cost of an item by a lot. Mm-hmm. And you, you weren't interested in sewing dresses for yourself? <laughs> well, I was always interested in, but the fabrics <laughs> that I decided to work with is very expensive. So mm. like it was a big aim of mine. The other reason why I decided to look for cute fabrics and stuff is like, I don't know if you ever read labels of products, but there's so yes. much polyester over there. And growing up in Ukraine and having lots of doctors in my family, I know how terribly bad polyester is to the skin. Anyone can, but especially babies and kids. It gives you like all the heat trashes and all these things can be avoided if you use like natural materials like cotton, organic cotton, linen, you know. Yeah. So important. So for me, looking at the label and it will be always 30% polyester, you know, like 40%, like t-shirts, everything. I was like, why is it so difficult to make everything out of cotton? So finding good fabric and not just any cotton fabric, and it, it's, it's expensive. That's why I was like, I'm trying. It's my goal for this year. I'm really hoping I'll be able to start launching women's lines this year. Fingers crossed. But that was a big old bad fabric, price of fabric. I don't and you're talking about labels and fabrics. You call the Ole design line sustainable. You don't do all 100% organic, but you have some um, blends. Yes. The fabric you use. Really blend. I use it. It's Lyocell. Sometimes they call it Tencel. Depends on the mm-hmm. branding. It's the only sustainable fabric out there that is made out of tree palm, but the they don't have waste. They're using less chemicals. It's like super sustainable. Much better than rayon from bamboo. I have a personal stand against rayon from bamboo. It was a lots of companies use it, but it's still a rayon. And to make that fabric that soft, the amount of chemicals it takes, it's ridiculous. So by law, you cannot ever call fabric from bamboo organic bamboo. You actually have to call it rayon from bamboo. So I avoid that. But tencel is actually sustainable. So it's cotton, organic cotton, because not all the cotton I use is certified yet, but I'm hoping it will be in a close future. That's why legally I cannot say it is organic, but I can mm-hmm. tell you right now that the people who produces it are working on getting that certification. So that's why I'm really hoping that they will get all those certifications. But I'm trying to support other small businesses while I'm doing my business. So Mm -hmm. I'm buying my fabric from a lot of small businesses from Europe because Europe has amazing quality fabric and it's nothing compared to American or Asian fabrics I found. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I am confident of the way it's produced and made, like all the people who work on it, that all the sustainability, not only for planet, but for people treat it ethically, right? So I feel really good buying there. So they, all the small businesses, for them, sometimes it's really hard to get their fabric certified. Yeah. But some of the companies that I use, like Alvilican Design, when I use them, they were not certified yet. And now they are got certified. So I'm always happy to see when that happens. Fabric didn't change, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes sometimes time. But it is my goal to use as much of certified, got certified organic cotton as much as I can. You have beautiful prints and they always sell out. Like my daughter has right now the swan dress, Aww. the black and white swan print. dress. So, so many cute prints. So are the prints you buy or do you design these prints or does a graphic designer? Does these? Um, well, I have graphic designers that decide design some of our prints and we will be designing more and more in future. But majority of them still come from different small companies in Europe. That's why the fabric I get is very limited. It's not like two meters. It's much more than that, but it sells out fast still. But yeah, they quite often they cannot, right now they're busy with things and then cannot produce more of that fabric or it's sold out or they don't do business anymore. All my prints that I buy that are not designed 
by our designers. They're very limited and I never can say for sure whether they will be restocked or not. Got it. But that, it makes them so special, right? Like like the, those prints is like, you know, that somebody put so much work and and majority of those are like moms because I had a chance to talk to a lot and it's amazing. Yeah. There's one thing I really want to know because your brand was featured in British Vogue in December 2018. And I used to work in fashion. So I'm like, wow, how did you get featured in British Vogue? In the Yeah, British Vogue. So what's the story? How did that happen? Their person from Vogue actually reached out to me and asked me if I would like to be featured in British Vogue. I think that email made my day. Um, of course. Yeah, I was like, what? It's like a fashion Bible for me, you know? <laughs> I was so excited. Well, I don't know how they cover brands. I would assume Instagram because that's the only place I do anything. So, yeah, I, I do think that they, they have jobs, looks for Instagram brands that pop up, that have great designs, that use amazing fabrics, and they reach out to them. And I was lucky to be one of them. Yeah, that's it. I was like, wow, I need to know what happened there. That's amazing. Talking about that, you're recognized as one of the top kids brands in Canada. I mean, I love buying locally or Canadian brands and you're always in the the list of either blogs or influencers to name one Jillian Harris, a Canadian influencer that's featured your kids clothing many times and you've had a chance to meet her. What do you think people love about you and your label that maybe they can't find from other ones? What have been the comments you've received from customers? Why they keep coming back to Olay design. I think they just like the prints and fabric and quality customer service. You know, if there's, I'm always trying to treat average customers really well. And if they have any other problems or questions, I get emails like, what should I buy for my grandson? Oh, it's like grandma. You know, like <laughs> what item do you think will suit best with this one? And it's really neat and makes me feel very special that people consider my brand for gifts, not just for like own kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, unique prints. And honestly, when I pick in the prints for each collection, it's a little scary because, you know, things that I love, not necessarily other people would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and some of them crazy, like, you know, inside up. I had showed them a couple of my friends and they're like, mm, I don't know about this one. And I was like, you know what? I like it. I'm getting it. <laughs> so I got it and it was just like selling out. And my husband told me, you see, people actually like your taste. You should keep mm-hmm. doing that. Keep yeah. being afraid to be different, right? Unique, not just like what everyone else is doing, but like go out of those just like, you know, borders of what everything else. Be different. Be yourself. Like if you love it, just try it out. <laughs> I love that. Do you have any employees or you're just doing everything? <laughs> well, I do have now. I started doing everything, but now I do have employees and I do have um, consultants, contractors, lots of other small businesses I'm working with. I'm happy to do so. For example, I have graphic designers that work in actually a couple. I have other small businesses that supply me with sustainable packaging, you know, like mm-hmm. compostable mailers. They're, it's a small business from Australia, actually. I have small textile companies that I'm working with. So they're not actually really employees, but I guess we like almost like a partners, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have amazing team of professional seamstresses and my huge help because lately more and more I put on their shoulders to figure out are they the, are they based out of Calgary I have a couple in Calgary and I have majority of them in Ukraine oh wow so you're helping your your, your own yes. country that's amazing that was awesome. 
it was always my greatest big desire to do something to help my own company. I didn't want to be one of those, oh, you immigrated, you left, so bye, you know. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to help people there for a chance to do something better. And it's a very, very difficult life in Ukraine with like war issues, economical, mm-hmm. it's terrible. So when I went back to Ukraine and I found professional seamstresses, who, because in Ukraine, both parents have to work to like get, you know, just food and shelter pretty much. It's not mm-hmm. like in Canada. So now they actually are able to work from home quite often. Sometimes I have to go to the office with things, but we like we let them take home some work if that's what they want to do. And, you know, and they do an amazing job and then making money more than doctors in Ukraine because I want to pay them well for what they do because I really appreciate the high quality work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and... Honestly, my, even though I do have some seamstresses in, in Canada, like our hats are made in Canada, all of our t-shirts with penguins are hand screen printed, so I don't use, yeah, it's still by all by hand. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff and sometimes we have to do some adjustments and things here, but this is my dream to have more and more women that I can help in Ukraine. Wow. This opens up the next question perfectly because, I mean, you're on your website, you're very open about giving back to charities and people are interested in partnering with you. Which charities or organization are very close to your heart that do you like to help out? Um, well, just a couple to name. I love working through Mamas for Mamas because they help lots of mothers. They're based in working Kelowna, BC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they Honestly, I have customers that came and say they got to know me when they were traveling for families out there. So they're growing and they reach out to other regions of Canada. We like working with small and mighty projects here based in Calgary for preemie babies that we're donating to. We really, really often get requests from um some members of family of struggling families who kids are in a hospital or they lost a kid or anything, all kinds of situations that we love to donate our items for charity auctions all the time. And of course, lots of, if my friend Eric comes to me and say, I know a couple of families in need, they would really appreciate or need some clothing. I always send them something that way. So even though we work with organization, I still try to make it also really personal as well. Do you think this stems from growing up in a country where you saw family struggling, poverty? Do you think that that part stayed with you? So now you just want to help others as much as you can? Of course. And honestly, I coming out from a country like Ukraine, I feel blessed to have this, to live in this wonderful country as Canada is. I'm not taking anything for granted. And I felt like, yes, I feel like lots of people here do take lots of things granted. And I just want to give back. I want to show my gratitude that I am lucky to live in a country where, you know, you have places to live, you have work, you have all this social security, you, you can stay home with your kid and your husband only can work and you still can totally survive by that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I feel like me giving back um, helps me to be successful too, right? Because people appreciate that. And um, I believe that I've been blessed because of I'm trying to help others. Mm-hmm. You know what? I really felt it like you truly cared, even meeting you for a couple minutes at that show. And that's why I... I appreciated that because not everyone cares or or takes the time, you know, to talk to you, to know uh, what's happening or to really help you in giving, going beyond uh, for customer service. So that's always wonderful when you get that from a business and from a person at the same time. 
Let's, let's talk about being a mom. Lots of mothers listening today. So I love to know how, how mothers are doing it. So you called yourself a modern mom. What is a modern mom according to you? Well, I think a modern mom, it's a very multitasking creature. <laughs> when you can take care of your kids, take care of yourself. I believe that you should be also like working towards self-realization, you know, like kids is everything, but always have something that is you and have at least little time to develop that in yourself that really would help you to be sane. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, even if you don't have to be full-time working or doing anything, but at least have like a little hobby on the side. I feel like that really helps you to grow as an individual and helps you to be a better mom. Mm, I love that. Beautifully said. Did you always want to be a mother? Uh, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. Honestly, like some of the people I met, they like just born to be mothers, right? They would just be like, oh my goodness, I'm dreaming about having a baby. And I was thrilled when we planned our babies. So it was, you know, not a surprise. But I knew how much work it is and seeing, well, I guess for me differently, because I saw how difficult it was for my parents, both had to work full time and having two kids and always stressed about little things in life because you couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. So I was scared, actually. I was like, oh my goodness, how can I do it all by myself? And especially in a different country when I don't have family to support me. So that was scary. But I, I do think that being a mom, it's like the most wonderful thing and wonderful job you can ever have, but also the most difficult one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is one thing you find that's more difficult about being a mother? That's a really difficult question. <laughs> well, I I think for me, it's just, I always want to give my kids the best. And I think mm-hmm. the most difficult part is, is not just them like to survive, right? I want them to have good manners. I want them to be good people. I want them to get all these good skills and try all these different words and like Mm -hmm. music and everything Mm -hmm. and you know it's impossible to just give them everything right so finding that balance between being a great mom giving them all the chances opportunities but still letting them be kids and you know have uncontrolled play with the imagination and things like that it's just that's hard Mm -hmm. What gives you confidence as a mother? Because in the beginning, you said when you had your firstborn, it was all new. It was learning. It was, you know, we start off and we're not really sure if we're doing things right. What gives you confidence today as a mother that you're doing a good job? (laughs) Well, I learned to trust my motherly instincts. I never really understood when people talked about them before, before I became a mom. But yes, you do feel, I feel like mothers have like a special connection to their children and they should just trust the things, the spirits that whatever it is you believe in, but just trust yourself. And of course, my husband, like his support, like, I don't think I would be able to do that without him. <laughs> um Yeah, he helped me through everything. He always tells me, you're doing a great job. You're a best mom. Don't worry about this or that. And that really reinsurance me. 
Ah, that's so sweet that's so sweet (laughs) it's so good that he actually acknowledges you for that because often we do things and it becomes a habit and it can go unrecognized and especially our spouse when they're like oh yeah she does dinner or whatever (laughs) their kids are in their bed reading yeah it's normal but that's really wonderful that he recognizes that yeah. Wow, he really does. He travels for work a lot. Seventy-five percent of the year, he is not even home. Oh wow! So when he and he would work like sometimes twelve-hour days and like in the middle of nowhere in Canada and stuff, and he still thinks that you know what? I would rather do that than do what you do. That is more difficult to be a mom. <laughs> so, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. One day at home, and he's like, "Yep." <laughs> This is harder. <laughs> I have to say, I'm impressed that your kid, well, your eldest, he snowboards. And I had to ask, I'm like, who, who's teaching him to snowboard? Well, he's turning seven and he started with a group lesson on Canada Olympic Park. And mm-hmm. now he has his personal instructors that helps him because honestly, I don't get a chance to get out there quite often. So I want him to get the most out of the time he has there. And for my daughter, she's three and she's already snowboards like crazy. I just like drag her down half the hill. But oh honestly, gosh. it was always my dream that yeah, as a family, we'll be all somewhere skiing or snowboarding. But two years ago, we had a big accident. So now neither me or my husband can get on a ski on snowboard. So you can't we have like, broken at all? Back. We have broken back. So one bad fall and it can make our injuries mm. much worse. So... You don't want to risk to be paralyzed till the rest of your life because you want no worry. Yeah, yeah, now it's a totally different story and it's very unfortunate that happened, but it did make us appreciate our life, our health has been together as a family and made me want to give back even more, to be honest. Oh my gosh. I have to ask, so your husband is traveling a lot. You don't have family here. Where do you get your help? Because I know, I, I mean, you work and then you have the kids. And so where do you get that support? Is there someone that comes and help out with the kids? Um. Well, honestly, for quite a long time, I was doing it all by myself. I don't know how mother's superpowers probably. Um, that's why you have quite a long uh, turnaround on my items and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, after that, I have to hire a nanny because I was not allowed to pick up my daughter, who was one at the time. Well, being a mother and working mom, I still have a lot of medical to get to. Mm-hmm. So our nanny is like our greatest help but I do wish I had more family around because you know I have weekends some days I get sick and when you just by yourself it's not the funnest Mm -hmm. days so are you able to hold your daughter now I can pick her up for a very short time now but they would advise me against it she's like half of my weight wow even for people with not problems with a broken back like mine we could not hear her for a very long time Wow, my gosh. You wrote in an Instagram post that you want to raise your kids in a safe world. What do you think would make our world safer? Is there something that worries you as a parent? Well, so many things worries me as a parent every day. But honestly, um, I would say if I wanted to be not peaceful world, because, you know, if you know what's happening mm-hmm. in other countries really close to you, that appreciating the safe we have here in Canada. I am, you know, you hear now not just about wars, but terrorist attacks and all these awful things happening that I wish I could protect my kids from all of that. And I'm doing my best to do that. 
but nobody can, right? You never know what happens. Mm -hmm. But you do teach them to value things they have, to value other people's opinions, respect other people and environment, to do your best, really, (laughs) in Mm -hmm. this life. And yeah, not just hope that everything will be okay, but to do everything in your power to make sure it's okay. Even things like, you know, driving, safe driving, safe car seats, like just don't take anything for granted, you know, like it's your responsibility like, to create those moments that will help you to be safe. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. Love that. I just have a few quick questions. So I call it freshly squeezed questions. So I, they're, they're short. You don't have to explain. You, usually they're one word answers. Okay, let's go. Your favorite place to vacation? Uh, Caribbean. Your morning drink? Oh, apple or orange juice. One thing you do as a mom that you didn't think you'd do? Go to the bathroom when my kids are around. <laughs> Your favorite color? White. What do you enjoy the most about what you do at Ole Design? Um, I enjoy a release of new collections. People love them. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Definitely not a morning person. Not a morning person? No. Your favorite customer prints? Oh, that would be hard, but penguins would be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Favorite thing to wear, like for you? For myself? Well, it's really difficult because what I like to wear and what I'm wearing usually is like different. I love dress, but mm. I wear them really rarely. <laughs> what else do you dream of accomplishing or doing? Well, I really hope to see all the design grow and I do really hope to uh, do more charity work. So hopefully I'll have more employees to take care of all the design so I could do something better to give back to everyone around. Tell us where can the listeners connect with you, find your product and give us the details. Are you launching your next collection online? Instagram is the best way to connect to me and get to know all the recent news because they always change. Um, yes, a couple new summer prints coming, but usually once a month now we're trying to restore all this something new. This is our goal. Wow. Keeps you busy. Keeps you busy. Yes. <laughs> and one last question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. So we all know that being a mother is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Keeping motherhood inspired, what one thing have you found kept you inspired and energized throughout your mom journey? I think it would be talking to other moms and watching happy and happy movies. <laughs> that. <laughs> You know, to get that back to positive vibe thinking, because I feel like being positive and being on a positive vibe really will change a lot about everything around you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening, two, three, four, five, six stars, whatever you feel reflect podcast. This will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye guys.